What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson. Got our pre-rivalry week, and then I guess like two time, two weeks before uh, conference championship week. Just here to discuss all the action. Got our guy, analyst on Thomas Hemingway, another week. To break it all down. Thomas, how you doing, man? Good, man. Good. This point of football season winding down, but, you know, this is the good part of you. I guess you could say the excited part of you. I'm yeah. doing well, man. Glad to be back on. Glad to have you, Thomas. It's crazy because, like you are saying, like with football season kind of starting to wind down, like I said, conference championships are coming up, rivalry games, bowl games, et cetera, et cetera. Right now is just a crazy time to be uh, – if you're a sports fan because you got football, you got college basketball, you got the NBA on. Uh, it, it's just a lot kind of going on. The World Series ended a little while ago, but it seemed like that wasn't even too far ago. Uh, yeah. But a lot going on right now in sports. Uh, so without further ado – Oh, that was about to, oh, you scored right there. Ain't that crazy that uh you see that Isaiah y'all were also watching Sunday Night Football as we're recording this, just to let you know. You see that uh, Isaiah Spiller, the one from um Texas hey, running back for the Clippers. I mean, the, oh my god, the Clippers. The Chargers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, well, y'all, welcome to the sports house. <laughs> probably should go ahead and get it started where it all started university of south carolina i think so social media loves to go crazy when the university of south carolina does something good i don't know if it's because it's rare as far as like football related or whatnot but like it's like it explodes and south carolina definitely made some waves beating tennessee at home it's funny i think most of the talk was oh hyatt's coming home to go play against uh, the team that didn't offer him and so everybody's like, okay, what high? Okay, if he scored what five against Bama, he's probably about to just go like seven against Carolina. Uh, and didn't realize that he actually, I think, caught the game winning state championship catch. He caught the game winning, the state championship winning catch. And Williams Bryce, when he was playing for Dutch Fork, obviously he's a Tennessee baller now, but uh, they Tennessee wouldn't ever get the job done. So Williams yeah. Bryce. Did, did what it was supposed to do. The University of South Carolina got the win with the final score of 63-38. Uh, Thomas, what were your thoughts on the game? Man, I was a, a shocker to me. I definitely wasn't expecting that um, coming into the game. I mean, I knew Carolina was going to um, – you know, I, I definitely had some good faith that they were going to come to play this Saturday, um, you know, after the showing they had against Florida the week before, you know, coming out there kind of just coming out flat and – and, you know, just having a bad game overall, a bad showing. I knew they were going to want to bounce back in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I highly would doubt they were going to come out and have the same type of, you know, performance they were going to have against Florida. But um, I definitely wasn't, uh, you know, 63 points definitely wasn't, you know, the result I had in mind. Um, but, yeah, man, it was it was good to, um, you know, good to see him um, pull it out. Uh, it was good to see Williams Bryce rocking like that again. And I feel like we ain't seen a team like that in a minute out there. Um, 
but yeah, man, it was. It, I was really just um, happy to see how Rattler performed. I feel like that was, you know, like his first performance we've seen at Carolina, where it was like we saw, uh, you know, kind of what his full potential could look like. Um, you know, if he plays that, you know, up to them five star capabilities that you know we know he has. Um, but yeah, I, I really feel like this is, if anything, um, getting Gamecock fans more excited about next season. You know, if Rattler does decide to come back to Carolina and all that. Um, and uh, and you know you got to be a little happy for um Satterfield, Marcus Satterfield, the the OC for Carolina. A lot of fans have, have you know kind of been calling for his head these past couple weeks. Even some players, you know, coming on social media and stuff, kind of voicing their concerns about not getting the ball or you know just the offense not kind of rolling how they um you know have been wanting to. So uh yeah, I I think it's really just a good win for the program overall. Real you know it, I think this um you know can go under that category of a signature win. For Beamer, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something big for them to capitalize on, and it's definitely like a big, um, you know, this is the boost they needed going into the Clemson game, going into rivalry week next week. Um, and I feel like it's gonna put a lot more eyes on this game coming up than you know it would have had before, um, since people kind of see now like you know it ain't just gonna be the regular Carolina Clemson game we we've known you know these past couple years, so. Um, yeah, it just gets me excited for next week, if, if anything. I'm hoping they can come out next week in the Clemson and compete. Yeah, it seems like this might be one of their more competitive years just by kind of how Clemson has played, not like blowing teams out like they used to do sometimes with Trevor, more specifically like his freshman year, or like when Deshaun was there. It seems like this one might be kind of close there. Like you said, it yeah. a lot of momentum. Just wanted to give everybody some stats just for like, you know, just kind of put the numbers up for this game. Spencer Rattler, 30 for 37, 438 yards and six touchdowns in the air. That looks like he's still playing Oklahoma right there. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. See, to carry on Joyner had him a day and just different categories, just impacting the game. Really great to see him, like, you know, play well in this game and just get some recognition. Because I, I can't believe – I don't – you know, I, I know that, like, he's had, you know, some success at the University of South Carolina just in general, different activities and stuff. But I just yeah. don't know if if – if DeCarrion thought that coming into the University of South Carolina's high as a recruit, going to your home state school, they would have turned out like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of doubt that had been going on. People are like, where is this guy gone? You know, he didn't didn't win the starting quarterback position. It's crazy. Like Ryan Olinsky ain't even at South Carolina anymore. But it's just kind of been crazy to watch his years work out. But I mean, they they fall in the way they have. Jaheim Bell. Uh, has 17 carries for 82 yards, almost averaging five yards a carry. Gene Bell, it's great to see that Carolina was able to, at least he was able to almost get 100 yards rushing on the ground, especially with Marshawn being out. And for them to win this game without Marshawn playing, I think is huge too for the program because that usually is their best player on the offensive side of the uh, ball. Also, got to talk about Wells Jr. 11, 11 receptions. 177 yards. All he needed was one touchdown in the on the. I mean, receiving. I know he had one on the ground, but all he needed was one touchdown receiving. It would make the stat line look better. But uh, big day for him. Van had two catches for 78 yards, and uh, even Brooks had uh, two catches for 56 yards. The averages of these things are like crazy because it's like every catch is like 40 yards. But yeah. <laughs> a big day for the South Carolina offense. I think Cam Smith. I think it has kind of been announced that. It'll be his last uh, – this will be his last season with the Gamecocks. I think he's a junior or a redshirt, some, something in that way, but I'm pretty sure this is his last year at Carolina, so he'll probably take his talents uh, to the NFL. But uh, 
Why do you think that uh, Tennessee? What do you think, Thomas? That South Carolina did really well that Tennessee wasn't expecting, or or like, how did this thing become kind of so lopsided? Um, I mean, really, they were just taking advantage of uh, Tennessee secondary all night, man. It was like Tennessee just it couldn't seem to stop the deep ball whenever he throw, you know, through it. Um, we were getting a lot of PI calls, even you know there were some calls that you know, uh, you know you know, plays were flagged in the throwing that, you know, you know, there could have been a call made. Um, so yeah, it was it was just really just picking on on those matchups they had with the corners all night. Um, like you said, Antoine Wills, he he had a, a, a good game and he's he's a transfer from James Madison. He played at James Madison last year. Um so FCS well I you know, however you want to consider it. I guess you you know at the time could consider the FCS transfer. Um but just coming from a smaller school like that. And then coming over here, and I think definitely he's shown this season that um, he's been our best receiving threat. And, you know, I believe he's coming back next year because I think he's only a junior. Um, but, yeah, man, that, that was just the biggest thing I saw is just it, it seemed like every time you looked up, it was it, they were completing some kind of big flash play, whether it was in a, a, a one-on-one situation, you know, with a receiver or DB or, you know, Rattler was, was finding somebody wide open. Um and yeah, you got to give Rattler's credit. You know the the tough throws that had to be made, he was making them, um, which is you know kind of the difference that you you know are seeing in, in some of the other games um, he's played earlier this year. Um, it seemed like all those big throws that he had to make, he was hitting them. So yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, and yeah, it just I don't know. It it really just seems like after that Bama game, or really I guess you could say after the Kentucky game, also over Tennessee, just that offense was just losing its explosiveness like by the week. Um, I don't know if teams were just kind of starting to figure out, you know, you know what they were doing. We were just trying to spread the field out and those wide splits receivers get or whatever. But um, it, te- it seems like teams just kind of started playing down on that. Um, you know, after the Georgia game, maybe they saw something on film. Georgia did. I don't know. But, um, yeah, those, those, those were the two biggest things I saw is just Tennessee's offense wouldn't – I mean, they were scoring pretty pretty early now. I will say that. Um, out the gate, it looked like it was about to kind of be a shootout kind of game. Um, but yeah, yeah, those are just my two biggest things. It's just Tennessee wasn't able to answer back, um, you know, like they like they've been able to do all year, and, and Carolina was just taking advantage of their secondary. Absolutely. So with that being said, it did the news did come out that Hooker's out for the rest of the year towards ACL. And Tennessee, unfortunately, even even if like you know, even he were able to stay healthy, they now are completely out of the SEC East running. It will be Georgia versus LSU in the SEC championship game. So a great year of momentum for Tennessee. We'll see if they continue. They can continue to build momentum. I know they have one of the top quarterbacks in the country coming out of California next season. A lot of expectations will be on him if, if he ends up being the starter moving forward. And I'm sure if not, he'll at least battle for that position. But we're going to stay in um, the Carolinas. You got Clemson getting the win over Miami with the final score of 40 to 10. Swear every year I hear Miami's back. My my old barber back in Columbia, he's a big Miami. <laughs> They're back. That U is back. Then I tell him every time. The, the, the last time the U's been real was whenever they had that 30 for 30, part two. That's the last time yeah. it's been real. I ain't coming back. I just I I'm a big fan of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, everybody in between. <laughs> but uh, that's just a hot take, man. It, it ain't gonna happen. Well, we will maybe in the 12 team playoff, they might have a yeah. better luck. But if it's just these four, it ain't happening. 
But uh, Clemson, Clemson gets a win, final score 40 to 10. So now Clemson and South Carolina prepare for a showdown Saturday. I'm looking at the schedule and it says 10 a.m. I'm like, why are they playing so early? But that is not. (laughs) (laughs) That is not Mountain Standard time. Yeah, so they play Saturday, Palmetto Classic, or whatever you want to call it. Thomas, give me a prediction. What you think about this game? Uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it's all it's always hard coming off of these big wins like this. Yep. As yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Cause it, man, it, it is more than just like you know knocking off a good Tennessee team. Like I mean, like you said, you know, you see how, how people, you know, around the city of Columbia treating it, and people on social media and all that. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like this is a real big high to try and come off of. Um, and jump straight into your rivalry game. Um, yeah. I mean, I know I was saying earlier it can kind of give you a boost of confidence, but it's kind of, you know, one of the situations where it's like either or. Um, either it's going to give you a big boost of confidence and, you know, you're going to go in there and compete with them or, you know, you're going to come in there thinking you're better than you are and they're going to, you know, come out and hit you in the mouth. Um, uh, I mean, I'm going to definitely say it's going to be close to start off uh, since it'll be a rivalry game and all that. Um, I want to say Clemson's going to end up with the win just because, um, you know, they got home field advantage and all that. Um, I know, you know, it's going to be a, a, a good environment out there. Um, but like I said, I, I'm you know, my heart wants to say Carolina, but I got to go with Clemson just, you know, just, just knowing how, how this football thing works. I don't want to say just knowing how football works, but like, you know, just kind of knowing, uh, you know, like the history of college football and how the trends work. A lot of times teams kind of struggle coming off of big wins like that. Like I said, especially win that big. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good game. And I ultimately think Clemson will end up edging it out. Um, now, I don't know. If Rattler comes out playing like he did against Tennessee, I think Carolina can handle it. Um, but like I said, it's just going to be tough going into Clemson beating them. So, um, yeah, but yeah, if I had, you know, gun to my head, if I had to make a pick, I'd go with Clemson. It's going to be interesting because, you know, if you would have said uh, coming into these guys coming into college as highly ranked as they were, Spencer Rattler versus DJ Uyunglele, everybody would be like, oh, man, those guys, it's going to be crazy. But both guys, Spencer's had a, obviously played really well this past week, but he's not yeah. been. I don't think it hasn't, his college experience hasn't gone exactly how he was expecting it to be, and DJ's hasn't either because otherwise yeah. you would say, oh, the biz going to be the battle of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, DJ is going to be real big in this game. And I and I think, you know, this rivalry game means a lot to Dabble. So I do not think if DJ is struggling to play, uh, Dabble will hesitate to bring in Caden. And Cade just seems juiced up when he gets in that game, too. Yeah. So I, I know he'll be repaired, won't be ready to go. Um, really think of Will Shipley. Will Shipley. Will Shipley can – Clemson's offensive line dominates, and Will Shipley can get running. We kind of can see how explosive of a back he can be. I think he can yeah. be a difference maker of this game. But like you said, if, if Spencer and the game guys can continue that same uh, – the energy and the offense can execute at the highest level, they have a chance. This is not one of them years where it's like, y'all better go, yeah. to watch it. go ahead and get your little uh, Thanksgiving leftovers and go ahead and sit down quickly because by halftime it'll be over. It's not that. Yeah, a shot. It's a noon game. It'd be even doper if it was at night, but fortunately, at the case, this game just doesn't have that much. Uh, uh I was about to say BCS, but we know that's the old. This doesn't have any playoff yeah. implications. I got. I wanted to see who do who does have the night games that week. Cause I mean, darn. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, cause I know, I know CBS go have Bama and Auburn. I'm pretty sure. So I'm trying to think. 
What other rivalry could be taking up that night spot? That Notre Dame USC game, I think it's gonna be a night game. Yeah, That's yeah, that is. Because yeah. even the Ohio State game is like at noon, I think. The Ohio State yeah. Michigan game. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they're always at noon, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and then being even more now with college football on Fox, they're definitely gonna be. But yeah, so that USC Notre Dame game is gonna be seven thirty. I was, you know, Notre Dame usually is on NBC, but since this game mm-hmm. is Southern Cal, that game might be on Fox. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna keep an eye out on that. Um, so yeah, so in Clemson, obviously playing ACC championship game against North Carolina next week. I mean. Clemson, I expect them to win that game against North Carolina. Maybe North Carolina pulls out something, but just from my pure expectation. And as far as my prediction, I'm going to take Clemson as well. I don't see South, South Carolina two wins like that, back-to-back, or recruiting go crazy. Because I feel yeah. like Beaver is already a great recruiter uh, yeah. or has a really good recruiting staff around him, but they get that. They're like, look here, we're coming. Like, we just beat yeah. number – I think Clemson's number seven. We just beat Tennessee last week. We went on the road and beat Clemson. Why wouldn't you want to be at Carolina? So something. <laughs> yeah. Now, Matt, do you see? I was about to say, you see, Beamer's kind of like, uh, you know, his plan kind of coming to fruition. Like, you know, they were kind of. I know, I know. Last year they were giving him hell. You know, they kind of made fun of him a lot when we played Tennessee last year because he had that little picture where he was, you know, celebrating real hard after like a stop or a field goal or something. We were still down like 30, 40 points. Um, but yeah, like. I think just this season, you know, you see us getting them big time wins, and you see the, all the post game celebrations and stuff like that. Like you said, I think that's going to be a big help in recruiting, because um, I think we're really getting like a a, a kind of um, real in depth look at like the character and like personality of Shane Beamer, um, and you kind of see he ain't really doing all them antics and stuff, just like as antics. Like you kind of see that's really who he is, you know, as a coach and as a person. So yeah, like you said, if he yeah, if he can top that off with a with a win at Clemson. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you definitely gonna you know kind of see that tide you know tide start to tide start to turn a little bit, um especially because we kind of see Clemson already a little bit you know on on a little downhill uh, you know kind of slope this season at least you know going going by this year. No, and especially I just looked at the schedule because you see like it's been like a, a kind of tough year for the game class. The game class are seven and four. You beat Clemson, you become eight and four. Potentially go win the bowl game, be nine and four. That'd be a that would be a great jump right there and it would be like okay when you look back at that season you say well this season wasn't that bad and even if you lose to Clemson you compete that's that's the big thing as long as you compete I don't see Clemson throwing out a whole bunch of points that shouldn't be an issue you lose to Clemson you go what seven five you go win that bowl game which is major remember how they used to say how big of a deal winning the bowl games used to be for like you yeah. know recruiting and stuff still there then you go into the uh off season eight and five yeah, if this was business, I would say then you go show your uh, stockholders be like, look, progress, give us more money. Yeah, and and that's exactly how really man, this is like that's kind of how Spurrier started his you know um trend you know up up here was um you know having these I think we had a couple eight and four seasons back to back, and then you know that started you know when we started getting the ten and eleven win seasons you saw you know with Connor Shaw and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely seems like we kind of you know trending trending upwards like we were, um, you know back then. But like you said, it's it's just you know it's it's crazy to say that man. Not you know not to kind of go off on a rant or that, but it's crazy to to say like we're kind of in the same situation we saw Spurrier had the team in. But it's like I'm interested to see how it's gonna go with just all the new dynamics of recruiting and, and having a playoff and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, it used to be, you know, simple as just recruiting good players and you, you know, keep a good team. But, you know, 
how it is with all this NIL and, and all this different kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Carolina, um, you know, tries to keep up with the recruiting world and all that when it comes to, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, no, nah, like I said, it's, it's definitely looking good for them, though. Definitely looking good for the Gamecocks in the future. All right, we're going to head uh, to the Big Ten here real quick. But we got to go ahead and talk about the team up north. So therefore, we can get to the Buckeyes, which you, know, you got to be it's journalism. So we got to, you know, tell both sides of the story. Michigan gets the win to remain undefeated. They beat Illinois, which was a really big game in the Big Ten this week because everybody felt like the uh, Illinois was going to come out and play a pretty good ball game, as they did. This game came down to the last uh, minute. Uh, well, not last one. It came down to the end of the game, so I guess you could say that. But Michigan pulled out the win, the final score of 19 to 17. So they, they come to the game the, into the big this is the big game. They come to the big game undefeated, just like Ohio State does. My Buckeyes, y'all are gonna spend a little bit more time because this is this, this is the one that matters right here. My Buckeyes beat um beat Maryland final score of 43 to 30. Tua, I, y'all, going into this game, I said Tua's brother is going to cause us problems. I just got that feeling, and sure enough, he did. He kind of really exposed us a little bit in the secondary. He went 26-36 with 293 yards and two touchdowns. And, they, I mean, they kept this game close. They kept this game close. But even if you look at the box score of the points, they only scored 6-7-0 in the 17th and the 4th. But the whole entire game, we were like, ah, until finally we got that, uh, it was like, a, I think it was like a deflection or something. And we had the uh, – or it was – it was something like that ball popped in the air. One of our guys, defensive players, caught it, ran into the end zone. But um, definitely, and you know, just knowing how good of a team and how consistent they say that's one thing about Michigan. They're just real consistent. Sometimes Ohio State, we play really great games. Sometimes we play really average games. Michigan's consistent every single game. Yeah. We got them this week. Luckily, Mayan Williams was hurt this game, unfortunately. Travion Henderson only had 11 carries for 19 yards. It seems like he did more than that, but. Yeah, he had 11 carries for 19 yards, but Dallin Hayden uh, was a freshman. He was an early enrollee coming out of Memphis, Tennessee. He had a huge day. Hey, show up, was ready to go, had 27 carries, 146 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 18 for 30, 241 yards and a touchdown through the air. And uh, Marvin Harrison, five catches, 68 yards. Marvin Harrison is another one that's just super consistent. Uh, yeah. Six catches, 82 yards. And Julian Fleming, Julian Fleming had two catches for 30 yards. So, Thomas, that being said, what are your thoughts about this game, Ohio State versus Michigan? Winner heads to the Big Ten Championship game on uh, Saturday. Yeah, and shoot, it might be, uh, you know, I definitely think, that, you know, a playoff spot will be on the line with that too because, I mean, Michigan and Ohio State sitting at, um, what, two and three right now, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, so, hmm. Um, yeah, nah, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be an exciting game. I mean, just really these past couple of years, um, you know, that rivalry is, is giving us a, a good game just based off is, you know, the playoff implications it's been having these past couple of years. Um, but I'm, I'm be interested to see how, how, how State deals with that run game Michigan has. Um, cause I mean, like we've been talking about it really all season, Michigan, Michigan just physical with that run game. Um, we kind of see, you know, how State struggle with that a little bit at some time. Um, you know, like you said, they they kind of struggle with stopping the run and just with, with physical teams in general. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they combat that. Um, like I said, a lot of times in rivalry games, you get, you know, you you kind of get the best out of guys. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. Just just 
Um, I just, you know, like seeing these players play on big stages and, and you know, see how they respond under those bright lights. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely be watching guys like, you know, um, Marvin Harrison and, and, you know, Stroud and guys that are getting ready to be playing at the next level because, um, you know, a lot of these, these big-time games is kind of like a little preview um, of what they'll, you know, be seeing at the next level. So um, it's always fun to see how they, you know, kind of perform under those um, uh, conditions. But uh, I'm I'm thinking of I, I want to say if Ohio State you know if, if both teams play up to their their you know best capabilities I think Ohio State has enough weapons to where they can beat them. Um, you know, like I said, it's all going to come down to that defense and and you know how their front seven plays and if they able to stop that running game of Michigan. Because um, you know if that run game gets going, uh, you know that's just setting up to play action. Um, and, and, and we kind of saw on Saturday how Ohio State secondary showed a little bit with that pass. So you definitely don't want to have your defense in a predicament where they're kind of, um, uh, you know, where they're not able to stop either or, you know, the run or the pass. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think Ohio, Ohio State's at home, uh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Last year it was at Michigan in that snow. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, in the snow and all that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm going to give Ohio State the edge because of that, because they're back at home and they're coming off a loss last year. Um, so I know they're going to be wanting to get some revenge, um, especially in the home stadium. So I think I got to go with Ohio State in that one. And it's crazy because did somebody said this. I thought it was a great point. When this game matters, the college football is better. Like Michigan, yeah. Ohio State, it's not just a big game because of rivalry. It's also the big game because the winner of this game goes to the uh, play in the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. It makes it even that much more unique. And yep. it's the last game of the season. So it's like, if you do not win this week, you will not play next week. And then, yep. like, last year, Ohio State was still went on playing the Rose Bowl, playing a huge game. But it's not the same as, obviously, playing that college football playoff. So, and I was seeing this being C.J. Stroud's final season as a Buckeye. I know for a fact he does not want to go out to uh, Michigan. And I, I forgot, you know, you used to hear guys talk about it more. Remember, like, I think it's like if, if Ohio State wins, they get the gold pants. They get the gold pants. Like, the little emblem. It's something like that. How and if Michigan wins and they get something, I don't know. They used to talk about it more. You, you know, it's yeah. kind of funny. You kind of seen a lot of those like traditions we used to talk about kind of go away with the playoff. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the little details. Oh yeah, you, you get all Americans, all conference, win your conference championship. Like that stuff does not matter. It's just kind of like ah, oh, you didn't win the playoff. Uh, better look. Yeah, yeah. I, know I, think, I think I think just because it's a, not because you're off, man. I think just because it's a big, you know, a big opportunity for everybody. You know that BCS is like, you know, you know. I mean, yeah, you know how tight, you know, that BCS race used to be, man. It's like you almost had to go undefeated back then to win it. So it was like, you know, you kind of had to respect any accomplishment at that point because it's like going undefeated is a hard thing to do. Yeah. But it's like you know we seeing two, you know, two lost teams still have a you know shot at getting to the playoffs. So you know. I think it's just, you know, not trying to give guys too much credit, you know, and when they definitely got, uh, you know, I guess, you know, more of an opportunity to accomplish more, you know, is, I, you know, I guess it's the simplest way to put it. You know, that's, that's actually a really good point. And so it seems like both of those games are going to be at noon. Uh, this game is going to be on Fox. I think that Clemson, South Carolina, game might be on ESPN or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's on ABC, matter of fact. ABC, there you go. So both yeah, of these games are on I'm sure everybody be tuning. I'm going to have the computer open and the TV on another tab. <laughs> be trying to catch all of them. So, like I said, winner of this game goes to the Big Ten Championship game. Loser probably misses out on the spot in the playoff. 
we're gonna stay, we're gonna go back to the SEC here real quickly. You saw Georgia barely beating Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, dog fight. Hey, Kentucky, and I didn't realize until like a couple weeks ago how close to Kentucky is to Ohio and stuff like that. I think yeah. Kentucky recruits Ohio pretty well. Ohio's a great place for uh, high school football. And that day they just got it going. They, they got close enough. Obviously, even if they win this game, I don't think they I don't think I don't think they go to the uh nah because Kentucky was only six and five this year. I was gonna say, even if they win this game, I don't think they go to the uh, uh the SEC championship game or represent mm-hmm. the but uh, since we're talking about it, we got Georgia, LSU in the SEC championship game because Georgia played Georgia Tech. They should beat them soundly. Way too early prediction. I want you to explain it next week, but do way too early prediction. Yeah. Georgia, LSU, who you got? Um, mm, uh, I got to go with Georgia. Yeah, definitely got to go with Georgia. Um, I mean, I know LSU will put a, uh, give them a good fight. Um, just because of how far they come this season, um, I feel like yeah, I feel like experience was a real good teacher for LSU this year. You know, they kind of took their lumps early in the season, um, but you know, I think we really see what kind of team they're capable of being now. But I think, yeah, I think that 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 Tennessee game, Georgia really just came and and, and showed up and, and came ready to play that game, and that left it that that yeah, that left a real big impact on me. So I was like. That game really just showed me, like, you know, Georgia's built for them big-time moments and big-time games. So, I feel like a game like this, they wouldn't, um, you know, just let slip by. I really think Kirby will have prepared um, for a championship game like this. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely had to go with Georgia for, for that matchup. Yeah, I think even as well of a good job that Brian Kelly can do as a head coach and stuff, that would be – that is a very tall task to beat Georgia – and I'll be honest with you, I don't really know how many people want to see LSU in the playoff this year. I, I don't yeah. know. It's crazy, though, because I've I seen a clip recently of them uh, Arizona State players throwing Jaden Daniels stuff out the locker room like he's trash. And it's like, well, one year later, he's beating Alabama in the in that rivalry game and taking yeah. the SEC chess. So it's just crazy to see how that thing is aged. We all knew he was really talented. He just didn't play well his last year at Arizona State. Judging by how this teammates throwing stuff in the trash, it don't seem like he had a lot of support there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> who, who am I to know? Did you? And we'll go here to the Pac-12 real quickly. Did you see how many points were scored in that USC? Uh, y'all were talking about the University of Southern Cal versus UCLA matchup. Yeah, I saw the final score. I, I didn't get to watch the game, but yeah, I, I definitely was keeping up with the score. Dude, it looked like a little shootout out there. Points galore. It's a, that's good California football. That is really good. Now, granted, I would say Pac-12 football. It is Pac-12 for now, but they're going to the Big Ten, as we know. Yeah, That's good football for the Pac-12 at the dark. To be able to yeah. see USC, UCLA battle it out. Uh, USC got the win with the final score 48-45. Caleb Williams, 32 for 43, 470 yards, two touchdowns. USC star running back is out. Austin Jones, no problem. 21 carries, 120 yards, and two touchdowns. Jordan Addison showed why he was a Blenikoff Award winner last year. 11 catches, 178 yards, and one touchdown. The t- the difference in this game was what we've always noticed. The USC knows how to force turnovers. I think their quarter – yeah, Dorian Thompson-Robinson uh, had three interceptions, and I'm pretty sure it was like a fumble too. So you get Damn. four – yeah, yeah. So you get four turnovers like that against the University of Southern Cal team that's going to put points on the board. You're probably not – you're not putting yourself in the best position to win. I will say, man, 
I would love, you know, some people don't necessarily want to hear. I would love to see University of Southern Cal in the playoff. I just feel like I need to see that happen. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Michigan and Ohio State are three and four, right? Um, I think they're two. I think two and three. I think four is uh, TCU. TCU is four. Is it crazy to you that TCU still undefeated? Yeah, I I feel like man, man, they want to get TCU out of their bag. Because I think the committee is, is with you. Like they want USC back in there for the, you know, just for the for the whole, you know. I don't want to call it nostalgia, but I think we all know, you know, what you get. Yeah, like, yeah. like for old times, say, you know, having USC in there. No, I really, you know, yeah, I'm definitely trying to get TCU out of there. I was watching the <laughs> TCU Texas game. I'm like, Texas, get the job done. But yeah. uh, I want to see that USC explosive offense. Because, see, that I would say of any team, obviously, I love my Buckeyes, but USC plays the type of style of football I like. It's a lot of points being scored. The defense is getting turned over and they're scoring again. Yeah. It, it just is what it is. It ain't going to be the best defensive performance, but they're going to get enough uh, turnovers to make it happen. It just creates for a very exciting game, but huge win for USC. Um, man, Lincoln Riley, they talked a lot of junk about him leaving Oklahoma, <laughs> and this, that, and the third. Brother said, I'm going to get somebody, the best players from every piece of the country that are looking to transfer. He's literally put USC back on top almost overnight. You know, and uh, and what's his name? Colin Cowherd used to say that he used to had a lot of predictions uh, before the season saying this was going to happen, but he didn't even think it was going to be this. USC goes 10 and 1. I think they're like two plays from being undefeated. UCLA, like I said, 8 and 3, going to his game 8 and 2. Not a bad coaching job by Chip Kelly. Just got a, you know, a little ways to go. But uh, University, I don't think, I'm trying to figure out, let me see if they've already announced who's going to play in that Pac 12 championship. Nah, nah, they ain't. I was, I'm looking at it now. That that championship and the Big Ten, so TCU locked in for that Big Ten championship, but I don't think their opponent is insane for Southern Cal. Okay, so like they locked into the championship, but they don't know who they're gonna play. Seems like the way that Oregon been playing, it seems like. The, do you have the standings up? I'm trying to figure out who is it. Who are like the top two teams? I think. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. You ain't lying. The way yeah, the way uh, they been, you know, yeah, they've been looking for Oregon. You think that's that's yeah. the, the team in there, and look, they're on the same side as uh, well. It, I don't think the Pac-12 was split up like these other conferences. It isn't. I remember I think, that game. I don't think they had a division. I think it's just straight up. I think I remember that game is always um on that Friday night. Because I remember you used to always be yeah, like, we're yeah. going to play Friday. You got the uh, SEC at 3.30 on CBS and then – at eight, it's funny. At eight, Clemson plays. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. They, they got to find some better way to do that. They got to put the ACC <laughs> championship game at night. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. It's like, yeah, yeah, at night game, Clemson plays, and they just play whoever they choose to play that year. That game, that Pac-12 championship game is in Vegas at uh, Allegiant Stadium. If I had a couple dollars, ooh, that would be ooh, cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice to go, but I don't, so we won't. Uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, man. It looks like it says Oregon second in the standings right now. Um, Washington's at three, but I think Oregon beat Washington earlier in the season. I don't know. I might got that back. Washington might have beat Oregon. No, no, no. Yeah, I was about to say we'll be able to reach next week. We'll know for sure. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Come on here, rivalry weekend. We yeah, we should be back on next week. Okay. Also, but USC does have one more game this, so the season's not over. Like there's there's something before the back to championship game. They got Notre Dame, man. Notre Dame has been an interesting story, right? You start off losing to Ohio State, then you lose to what Marshall, right? Marshall yeah. at home. Now you're back to number thirteen team in the country. You got uh, University of Southern Cal. Thomas, you think when let's see if we're on the same page here. I feel like this is like an Affleck trivia question. 
What do you think when you see Notre Dame, USC? First college football memory, what do you think? First first college football memory of Notre Dame, USC? Wait, what do you think? Yeah, when you, I just say Notre Dame, USC, who y'all, once again, y'all, they do good. I know sometimes I'll give y'all the best context. They play this weekend in their <laughs> rivalry type of game because UCSC and UCLA already played. What do you think, Thomas, when you think of USC, uh, Notre Dame? I think of two things. I think of... Uh, Obviously, Reggie Bush and Matt Liner and them boys, and then um, the Notre Dame team that had Manny Tateo in them a couple years ago. Because yeah. I remember they, they were in a similar situation. Like, well, Rose Reverse, they were in a similar situation. Like, I think Notre Dame was trying to punch their ticket to the BCS playing Southern Cal late in the season. But, yeah, e- either that or, you know, Reggie Bush and Matt Liner and them boys. Yeah, I was thinking the Bush push. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bruce Bruce. Yeah, yeah, so we're on the same page. I was just thinking, I was like, wonder if Thomas thinks that too. It's crazy to see how that rivalry is kind of, you know, was prominent. And then now, you know, it's kind of died out a little bit here this year. But like I said, uh, Notre Dame's playing pretty good football this year, where it matters. And then Southern Cal played. Uh, Southern Cal, obviously, like I said, has one loss this season. So this should be another good uh, matchup. This should be the night game, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, if I'm not mistaken. So like I said, if you want to watch some points being scored, Unless Notre Dame defense just shows up to play, you're going to get to see some points, and that's what I enjoy watching. So definitely looking forward to that. Thomas, who you got? Notre Dame or Southern Cal? This game is in uh, USC, by the way. Southern Cal. Their offense is too much. Think it's close? Nah. Yeah. Not not a blowout, but, you know, I mean, I think USC will win, you know, pretty handily. Pretty decisively. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so that's what we got. Like I said, we'll kind of – Go more into depth next week, but when it comes to uh, how the rivalry games go, the turnout, the outlook, whatever, and then obviously give you a preview for the conference championships. Thomas, just kind of want to open this one up for you right here. I think you're a little bit bigger of an NFL fan than I am, but you know, I keep up. What What is going on? Like, what would you say is like two of the biggest storylines in the NFL right now? Um. Damn, man, you put me on the spot with that. I know one. it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man, you put me on the spot. Um, I, I mean, that's kind of. I think it kind of. I think it's a little difficult to answer since we're doing this on a Sunday night. Um, and we just saw, you know, how my Vikings came out later egg against the Cowboys. Like, I tried to tell you, I told y'all, man, don't don't believe the hype, man. I tried to tell y'all the Vikings ain't played nobody yet. Did not believe the hype. Um. But I think that's a little tough. I, I think that's going to be one of the storylines uh, moving forward is, like, how good are the Vikings really? Because, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, coming out getting beat 40-3 to three at home, especially with all the hype, you know, leading up into this game, that definitely ain't a good look. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so I think that'll be one of the big storylines is, like, all the Vikings for real or not? Like, are they really a contender? Um uh, I mean, you obviously you got the you know the, the Jeff Saturday thing with Indianapolis. He almost he came real close to beating knocking off the Eagles today. Um, so he was about to start off two and zero. You know, you know, going from no head coaching experience in the NFL to you know starting off your career two and zero. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just as far as like more so, I mean, yeah, I, I think like I said, the Vikings. You know, how how for real are the Vikings? Um, and kind of really just just seeing. How how the rest of these um kind of middle of the pack type teams pan out because you got teams um who are having good seasons that we aren't real used to like the Jets you know are, are kind of having a um I kind of they're definitely having a, a better season than we're used to seeing the Jets having 
Um, so they've kind of, you know, been been flirting with the playoffs a little bit this season. Same with the team like the Giants and stuff like that. So I think those are kind of the biggest storylines of all those teams that we didn't expect to do anything this season are looking like playoff contenders. Um, whereas like a, like a team like we saw like the Raiders, who we thought were, you know, just going to come in and light the league up. They're definitely not making the playoffs this year. Um, so I think, like I said, the kind of teams are like, you know, like the Giants and, and um, uh, the Jets, you know, um, are, are, are kind of going to be the big storylines, like how, you know, where are they going to end up as far as this playoff race? So, um, yeah, my bad. So I, I said a mouthful. So really, how for real are the Vikings? And, you know, these, these middle of the pack teams, kind of kind of bubble teams on the playoff, wild card teams, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, how is that going to shake out? Because, I mean, I, I think we kind of see, you know, these top tier teams in the league are like the Bills, like I said, maybe the Vikings, but, you know, like Bills, Chiefs. Um, so, you know, uh, but, yeah, aside from that, I, I feel like those, those are kind of the big target points. That no, are about and it's kind of interesting you say that because they you hear a lot of NFL guys saying or even former NFL players saying the league has never been in a better spot because it's like you have so many teams that are competitive. Like yeah. so many, yeah. even the teams that we used to be like, yeah, okay, that, that team's like the weak point of their division, they're competitive. And and, yeah. and also, yeah, and you know, and one thing, the storyline I've kind of been trending just because I'm a big Odell Beckham fan is it seems like this little Odell to the uh, Cowboys is picking up some steam. Do you think you do you think there's a chance of that happening? Yeah, I definitely do think there's a chance. Um, I mean, because I mean, you know, you always got to respect uh, or you know take a look at the business side of it, and just you know, I mean, you know, that kind of seems like a match made in heaven. Um, just you know, Odell going to the biggest uh, you know franchise in you know in, in football history, going to America's team. Um, especially when, you know, a lot of his best games in his young career came against the Cowboys, you know, you know, his career came against the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, definitely for the storyline and, and, um, you know, just, just, just for that effect of it, it would definitely be a good match. And I mean, uh, you know, Dallas does kind of need some help at that receiver spot. Um, I think they're kind of seeing CD lamb in the, same like number one they they were they were kind of they're not getting that same number one production out of cd that they were getting out of amari cooper when he was there so i think having another dynamic receiver out there with him would definitely help free him up some more um so yeah i i could definitely see that happening like i said and with just us seeing that dallas is you know actually a contender this year they got a good defense on the other side of them so it's not just like it's you know they're, they're, they're putting everything on the offense um and uh you know, Odell doesn't have to go in there and be the guy, which I feel like would have been the situation if you went to a place like Green Bay or something like that. Um, you know, I, I feel like that definitely will have an influence on the decision. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where Odell ends up. I've, I've heard, um, you know, it's heating up with the Cowboys and the Giants. Um, so, you know, you got to wonder how, how that'll go when it comes down to um, you know, a team like Dallas uh, or, you know, kind of a, a, a reunion with um, the Giants. And, you know, being that they're in the same division, too, you know, makes it kind of crazy. So, yeah, that would be crazy how that turns out. Low-key, it makes you think it's like, let's – obviously, he'd be an asset to us, but it's like we also don't feel like playing against him when it matters, yeah. especially when those yeah. teams are going to probably compete for uh, a spot in the playoffs and not both of them get in. And I would – I have to mention to y'all – December 4th is almost here. For a lot of people, that's just a date. For Browns fans, it's a huge date. Oh, Lord. December 4th <laughs> is almost here. 
Oh, it, just, it just hit me because I said week 12. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, how long is Deshaun suspended? Oh, my goodness. I know oh, he's bro. back in the building. I know he's back to practice. <laughs> that will be the week that I get NFL Sunday ticket. That will be the oh, week. I ain't goodness. got it yet. I ain't got it yet. I ain't looking to get it. But as soon as that week comes up, <laughs> I already know it's not going to be the local game. I ain't going to waste no time. Go ahead and take a little break. <laughs> and we going to rock out. So. You know, it's funny. It's like put the league aware. It's like the Browns have lost so many games. Probably really but <laughs> the Browns have lost again. I think today to the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. You know they had to re- they, they had to do that neutral side thing because that snowstorm. Yeah, snowstorm was crazy. It, I think it was a game, college football game, on this week where it's like you literally look at it like 10, 10, 15 minutes apart. It's like oh, that much snow fell. But yeah, so y'all, so for, like I said, for Browns fans, uh, that the week is coming. Uh, that's why that's why you pay the big money for it. That should be exciting to see. Almost probably at this point a preview the next year. And yeah. We're going to keep rocking. But, yeah, Thomas, that's all I got for y'all. Y'all going to be some great college football next Saturday, so don't do nothing. Just stay in front of your TV. Don't do your exercise on Friday. Saturday, <laughs> stay in front of your TV. <laughs> and then hopefully me and Thomas have another episode out. Hopefully, especially that one, because I know there will be a lot of conversation. Hopefully you'll be able to get that episode out next Monday morning. But if not, we know we got one on Tuesday. But Tom, you got anything else? Uh, nah, man. I think that. Oh, shout out to my boy, uh, my former teammate Kobe, Kobe Palo. He finished the season leading the nation and or um leading D three in the nation and receiving yards and um uh, and receptions. So proud of my boy. Uh, like I said, them them D three products, man. There's a lot of talent at a D three level. And Kobe out of South Carolina. He's from Pamela, South Carolina. That's eight four three. So. You know, South Carolina, we just that, that's all we know, man. Just putting out athletes. So shout out my boy. I'm proud of him. What high school you went to? Uh, uh what? I feel like it was I, a- I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's Pamplico High. Uh, like I said, I know that's a city that, you know, you know how it is in South Carolina with, you know, these high school names. You might not always go to the high school name at the city, but I think it's I think it's Pamplico High. I think so. I know that's his hometown though, if that in his high school. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, shout out to the South Carolina product on a great year, great college career, as he uh, continues on to do, probably do, do even greater things. But, y'all, that's all we got for y'all this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and see you next week. Peace. Talking numbers on my phone, realness in my chromosomes, picking up another load, buying gallows, steak and crow, can't front them because it's trout too slow, wearing bags up, watching blow, crazy hot. Turn on you if you tell them no. You can't get caught lacking in these streets. You gotta stay on go.